I am so excited to be putting together this for you this afternoon. Oh, and there is the amazing and fabulous Lori Schwartz from StoryTech, my partner. And our next panel is going to feature Fly Swipes. So sit down, uh, take some time, open your ears, and make sure you get some good questions prepped for our next guest. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. My name is Bill DeLisi, and I am CEO of FlySwipe. Um, what we're going to be talking about, if, if you didn't notice from the music on here, is uh, use, utilizing camera facial recognition to drive advertisement out to, um, to, to various subscribers in the broadcast system. So um, I'm going to be pointing like that. That means he has to flip the slide over here. <laughs> uh, so just a little bit about FlySwipe here. Uh, we have a series of ad uh, platforms that we utilize. We're a cloud-based product. This is our specialty. We actually have a database of over 6 billion attributes on people in the United States that we actually have integrated with our system for ad targeting also. We displayed that last year. And uh, we work on shared revenue, CPM basis, again, all platform. We have basically from beginning to end the delivery system from uh, an a, um, ad injection system, the dy uh, dynamic data matching system, endpoint control so forth and so on. Uh, but what we want to do today is debut the art platform, which is the audience recognition technology. So if we go back in history a little bit and take a look at, you know, how did we go ahead and do targeting and advertisement itself? And we see that um, we put up a tower, we had a broadcast. So in general, it was uh, decided upon by how far can that signal go ahead and reach. And I'm trying to make this a little bit educational for you so we can go forward from there. Um, and then the frequency of which you're going to go ahead and reach those people in a budget was usually defined by the demographic of that audience that actually can get that signal, typically also by content and also by day part and time when it's going to occur. We move ahead and suddenly cable came here around and cable TV brought you all the people that may have lived up in the mountain area, remote locations where that tower did not get there at all. And so again, it opened up a bigger reach for people, uh, expanded that, we were able to do more content targeting and we also were able to regionalize. Then moving forward again, um, the digital age appeared. Now in the digital age here, we're able to go ahead and decide by household, how is it we're going to target a person at all, or an individual, just by household alone only. Uh, we then decided about data, taking data, merging data along with um, the actual driving of the ad content out to those individuals. But most of this was done on a private network, not on the internet at all. This is typically uh, you know, on, a, on a satellite broadcast system, on a cable network, whatever it might be, it's all basically private itself. And we were able to monitor when maybe people were looking at a specific channel on here just by looking at, uh, um, at the box itself when you're changing the box. And uh, we had additional channels being expanded on that basis too. Um, then came the internet. Now all of a sudden we're able to go ahead and reach people globally, wherever it may be. Geographically, it doesn't really matter anymore. We were able to do dynamic ad targeting, because we're basically inserting all this into a digital stream. Um, it's public networks, no longer a closed network. OTT products start coming around. Uh, and again, uh, content and advertising metering is actually more specific, because we can now even control to a finer resolution when a person was looking at an ad, when it started, when it ended, so forth and so on. Um, and we were able to target not just to a household, but to an individual itself, that person that may be turned on on this device, which may be their, their phone. Uh, there's multiple platforms, different device styles, 
And again, the frequency is based upon, well, how many ads are out there, how many people are looking at that given instant? Well, here's the problem. <laughs> when you went ahead and you went for that definition of going down the line of geo-targeting, going after uh, based upon the data, put all that stack together, and the person is watching is Rover over here. Now, if you're trying to sell bicycles, Rover's not gonna be buying your bicycle. And the reason is, obviously, that's the dog and they can't, and you can see he's also asleep at this point in time. So that you know, there's about 8.6 million households in any given instant that have their pets watching TV. That means all that ad dollar is going out the window to all these people here. 61% um, of the people actually fall asleep, and about 71% actually do something else other than watch TV at that point in time. So, we came up with a solution of saying, well, let's look at the audience itself. Well, let's not go ahead and just say that, that, that it was actually, look, uh, that the ad came out and then the target was there. Let's look at the audience and take a look at it from that point of view. And what we're able to do is um, decide by camera, viewing a person by facial recognition, and right now we can determine um, an age of an individual, and we can determine gender. There are also emotions that we can pick up, whether a person's sad, frustrated, anger, um, which will provide now feedback from those emotions. And um, we're able to solve that idea of advertising to Rover there, because if it's not a human being sitting there, we can stop the broadcast itself. So we can stop the actual empty seat type product on here. That, that saves the advertisers themselves uh, a great amount, of, uh, great amount of time because now you're using resources to advertise to someone or even to get content, and um, it's a dog. Uh, okay, so, this gives me one sec. Mouth gets real dry in Nevada. <laughs> um, so typically, there's a lot of frustration with this in the sense that, well, wow, you're invading my privacy. But let's take a look at that itself. Um, Samsung has about 11 cameras going into television sets themselves. You have cameras on just about every laptop today. Um, if you go ahead and have one of those nanny cams in your house at all, that's something that's broadcasting video and taking a look at what's going on inside too. Um, I dare you to leave here and not be placed on camera at one point in time because there's no way you're not gonna be seen as you walk out the door on here. And on top of that, we then went ahead and purchased, let's say, the Amazon Echo. So now we got the camera and I'm listening to you at the same time because it's always listening at that point in time. So, and then you have drones, you have uh, basically selfie pictures. You can see the guy over there is basically photobombing the area there. Police are putting the cameras on, their, on themselves, the body cams, and in cars itself. So we are kind of adopting to the idea that cameras are going to happen and that's going to really occur in the future and eventually people will sort of accept it. As long as there's some pluses to the person who utilizes that camera itself. Uh, again, Pinterest, Facebook, all these types of things, you're posting pictures at that point in time. So what are the advantages? First of all, on the camera, there actually is no PII information being sent out. It takes the picture, it figures out the age, it figures out the gender, and it's trashed after that. So I, I don't know who you are, I don't know your name, I don't know anything about you, but what I do know is what marketers want, that, that piece of information. We're able to go ahead and overlay that on top of other data in the back end if necessary, if we have the PII information itself. Um, again, human feedback on the ad and the content itself. There's several instances that occurred recently about an ad that was, I won't mention the name, it was put out there and uh, it really made a lot of uh, controversy and they had to pull that particular ad. 
if this was system was in place with them at that point in time, they would have known right away, in fact, not just wait on social media to hear back on that. They would have been able to tell them that these people are mad or angry. That was the result of the ad that was shown. And again, we can stop the interviewer. That's really for the, for the uh, benefit of the broadcasters themselves on here. Also, on security and access control, you can stop your uncle who comes over the house and starts looking at all the pay TV products because it's not you that's doing it. Um, and you're able to control adult content so children can't see it. In fact, the system is able to allow, um, if you're out on the couch watching television and it's more of adult-oriented type content, um, as a child walks into the room, it'll actually stop and censor it at that point in time, too. So there's a lot of child controls that can place into this t system, too. So here is a general architecture of this. Um, in fact, what it is is that uh, you do need the camera, again, on, on, the, on the end point, which is the television set itself. It basically goes ahead over the Internet. It's driven to our AI platform that makes decisions. Do I look for the person in the, uh, on the data side itself? Do I look, or I just use the art system to determine how to drive an ad. It'll read a database that we have in place, it'll, or it will take the facial recognition, and it will basically tell our ad injection system this is the type of ad you need to place by looking up the inventory. Then that ad gets put onto the deployment side, uh, goes back out to the particular user, and then gets place, uh, placed onto the television set that they're watching. And uh, let's see where we're at with time. Let's just take, okay, first to, to explain a little background on here. Um, I, I, I reason why we're showing you a video demo at this point in time is because I'm not sure whether or not the internet works at this time. We do have the, the actual system running at our booth, and you can actually take a live demo on it. Um, and what you're going to be looking at is like a peek into the back end of the system. This is not, the, the user experience is one in which it's transparent. They have no idea that it's occurring to them. They know there's a camera. They can shut the camera off at any time they want to, but it's transparent. So what you're going to see is somebody clicking on login, that could have been clicking on uh, basically a, uh, a VOD file to look at, or it could be clicking on, let's say, a stream for a channel change at that point in time. So go ahead and run the video, and I'll talk you through it. And that's not the video. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so we have Darren now that's sitting in front of the computer at this point in time, which could have been the television set. And basically, he would be basically logging in or starting some sort of video. It would actually recognize him at that age group and recognize it was a male at that point in time. It then ran an ad that was a car ad, typically driven for a male of his age group on here. Um, as the ad finishes off on this, um, basically it resumes the content itself. And by the way, um, you can actually control the content itself through the system too. So if, if it's basically something that people of that group may like and they want like favorites, it'll give those offerings to you. Um, again, that's back to the broadcaster and integrating with them. Okay, so he's watching Two and a Half Men over here on this. So now this will finish up in a, in a, in a moment over here. And he's still watching Two and a Half Men. <laughs> okay, now we have a female that sits down, same system, and this can operate when you go to the booth, it'll look exactly like this. Clicks on it, recognizes the female, age of 47 years old, recognizes the actual age of the person. It's running an ad, now it's a female-oriented ad. I believe that has to do with perfumes on here. This is a pre-roll ad. This works for mid-roll and post-roll, the same way, either, either case. And now, of course, it rolls into a Victoria's Secret ad, which is maybe what we should have gave Darren instead. 
Okay, so um, again, advertising is directly controlled through the arch system or directly controlled through data targeting. So the person sitting behind this, remember, if you're looking at a television set as a group, it can actually analyze the group and say, well, uh, one of the people are not the owners in that group of this particular account, the others are, so I'll just basically rely totally on the art system to define the data targeting. Otherwise, you have to basically do the targeting based upon a login, and the login could have been anybody. And this is one of the frustrations in, when you're sitting in a group setting on a TV set. Let's take a look at children. Okay, this is a, it recognize the child, and the child now is actually just only able to go ahead and see Elmo run on here. It's not gonna show any adult content. And the ad that pops up at that point in time is a Disney ad. Again, related to, related to um, that age group in particular on here. Now, most of the expressions you'll see on here are kind of mundane, except for a little Ernesto here. Um, you'll notice right at the end here, this is something that we can take that feedback um, and provide that to producers or provide that same information back to advertisers after looking at the Disney ad itself. And I think uh, the expression on um, Ernesto's face here will kind of show you right away. As you can see, he's laughing. That's something we could detect. As you can see, he's happy. That's something we could detect also and provide back that information. Okay. So that's it. That's basically how the system itself entirely runs. Um, we can come to the booth, try it on yourself, and you take the photo, and it'll, it'll push out an ad specifically to you. We're located in South Upper Hall here. Uh, you can reach us over here too. Um, and then I'll go ahead and open the floor for any questions that anybody has. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, that, it actually did identify the age in there. Uh, you'll notice on the right-hand side um, where the photo appeared on that right-hand side there, there on the bottom it showed the gender and it actually showed the age of the person. This was filmed live utilizing those people, so there was no, you know, we didn't actually piece it together other than try to do the editing to cut everything down to about three minutes. But it, Typically, yeah, um, it puts some people younger, so they're kind of like that, but it, it typically within about five years, it will actually uh, um, find you. A lot has to do with the camera and lighting sometimes. Um, better cameras are able to overcome that. Um, again, in the audience level, the better cameras can actually pick out this audience right here and pick ages group right uh, as they're showing. It could only go up to a certain amount of people, but it, it could do that. Sure, lady in back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't say that. I just said there was something. There was a company, <laughs> right? So this applies really totally for streaming television or internet video, not obviously on linear. Um, the device at which it's going out to is obviously has to be connected to the internet. Um, as we're viewing emotions, it's going, those information's getting fed back to our database. Um, then in real time, um, somebody like Pepsi could be monitoring that exact amount of feedback for the happy face and things like that that are occurring. And um, over as many people are watching that and then uh, summarize it and come back with what the impact would be. So if, if it shows a frown, if it shows people you know, being mad or whatever, it's, they would see the majority of the people who were looking at if I had a million people looking at it and you know 60% of those people were mad from it, um, it probably wasn't too good of an ad at that time. Anybody else? Any other questions? Man back. Can you 
Right. So, okay, I'm not identifying. Um, okay, when I take the picture and it gets processed by by the actual um, age and gender, I have no idea what your name is nor where do you live at that point in time, or do, or nor did I look in any kind of database to make that analysis at all. It's simply by looking at you that it comes up with that number. So from that point forward, any expressions on there is really being placed anonymously to your face uh, on a continuous basis. And um, consider that, again, millions of people could be aggregated at one time. You basically become just one number of many um, giving the results back. Uh, yeah. So, right, but I think the question was about PII information being sent over. There's no, with the art system alone, there isn't any PII information being sent. And that's the beauty of it in the sense that the reason why this came about, we, um, you know, when we had people utilizing our database, they simply were not able to be found in the database. So what do you do? Or you are uh, going ahead and providing content to a group of people. So the PII information that would make the judgment as to what ad to place no longer is relevant because there's many people out there who are viewing the television set at that time. So no PII, just a face. Sure. Anybody? The only, okay, so that's a good question. The idea is, does it, does it recognize a face again and again from time to time? If it's the owner of the household, and obviously they, they want to be able to automatically log on or be in access particular items, then it would store the hashtag of the information about that picture. So what ends up happening is it reads the facial recognition, does the hashtag about it, matches it with what's in the database, if the percentage is correct enough, and then it allows you to get in. So we're not storing necessarily the picture, but we're storing you know, a representation of some binary code of that picture itself. Yeah. Um, I, the, 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 that would be up to the broadcaster themselves if they want it. We can certainly do that, but what I guess what I'm saying is if you just simply run the art system by itself, there's nothing at that point in time that we really care about. Because again, it's just a matter of looking at that. In, I have no information on them to start with, so I can't look on it anyway. But uh, basically what it allows it to do is just, just correlate it based upon um, expressions on your face, age, and gender. And it's, we're actually about three generations ahead of what you, what you just saw on here. There's more things to be coming out the pipeline here. But no, answer in short is that no, we're not really correlating to IP address or anything like that. We have the capability of doing it, but we're not doing it. Because it will come from uh, basically a device, okay? That device will basically be a separate entry into the, into the system of a number that really doesn't matter at that point in time. But again, what this comes down to is the aggregate of here. Once I've, once I've delivered the ad to that device then, I'm done. So, but we're recording what's going on as far as the emotions goes. But it, it, again, it doesn't, doesn't really matter because it's an aggregate information. Any other questions? Sorry, man in the back there. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we're. Go ahead.
So the component on the art, right, is to determine, let me go back, the question was, do you integrate with ad servers? Correct, correct on here. And um, I guess it's more or less like how I'm integrating with the ad server itself. Um, the, the art system, the component of it is just merely to come up with a tag or a metric that's relevant to the, either you know, the age of the person again or the gender of the person and what other, other metrics we have that we come up with. That would be passed on to an ad server as a tag and look like a database entry to the ad server. And that ad server, if it's capable of integrating with database lookups, that's what it would look for. And that, that's what it would say, this is how to present the ad on there. So again, we, 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 everything we do is in components. So anything we sell also can be componentized. And then we work with you as far as integrating it with other products that are out there. Any, 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 other, any other questions? I don't know how much time is here. Okay, okay. Um, the question was, does it, does it uh, account for psychographic information, not just demographic information? This is, as the advancement and the, uh, the facial recognition sort of moves forward, um, that would be more like habits, okay? Do you drink coffee, maybe, or something like that? Or um, That is all possible at this present time. This is brand new, so at present time, not at this point in time. Um, down the road, maybe, but not at this current time, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, I think, the, so the question was, you're sitting on the couch, you have like five people on the couch watching a television show, so how would that integrate? First of all, I would recognize the um, person who's the owner of that account, if it's uh, IPTV and you're, you, you have some sort of mechanism to log on, and would allow the television to run. Secondly, if that person's not present, it's a guest in your home, it then would ensure that you, that guest, well, depending if you wanted to, is not able to go ahead and run pay TV or things like that that might, might cost you money. But as far as looking at multiple, it'll actually, you never see the little squares when you're taking a picture with a camera or so like that, it kind of looks like that, like you saw in the beginning on here, it, it hones in on as many people as it can at that point in time, reads their faces, aggregates the information, and then comes back as what would be the most appropriate tags to apply. The engine, our AI engine, is the one that's making a decision as to what ad to appear. I'm just giving the information, okay, the AI engine side of it is making a decision what's the best ad and, um, to appear for that person. But we're just recognizing multiple people and have all the attributes about them, forward, you know, multiple motions. So. Well done. Um, oh, any more? Okay. Well, thank you very much. We're in the South Hall. It's a bit of a walk, Upper South Hall, and uh, the booth is uh, 13014. We have some handouts if you want some any further information, but thank you for listening in. Bye-bye now. Now, this, uh, this presentation will be available on voiceamerica.com archive streaming audio. Um, and also Facebook Live on the Voice America Facebook site. Um, cut out a few times because of some Wi-Fi challenges, but hey, it's a tech show. So join us um, at about 3 o'clock. We have another panel on artificial intelligence. We have IBM here, along with Equals 3, who just won an Advertising Age Award for their AI marketing engine. So we'll be back here at 3 o'clock, live, broadcasting live in the Advanced Advertising Pavilion for the NAB Show 2017. So come join us again. And if you want to get copies of all these podcasts, give your business card to Jeremy over there. Jeremy, raise your hand. He's the very young person over there. He's really young. Okay. Thank you, everybody. 